friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in our church community. We are so glad that you're here. We are so glad that you have joined us for our fourth episode of our Easter series here on Encouraged and Equipped. Today, we're focusing on living in Christ. As you're listening to the conversation today, we would love for you to join us by accessing our Easter devotional guide. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you can scroll down to the show notes and it'll be right there. And if you're joining us on YouTube, you can find the PDF of our devotional guide by clicking on the link in the description. In today's episode, Lindsay Horton and Wendy Lyon join Camille to talk about living in Christ. Here's their conversation. Hi, and welcome to Encourage and Equipped. We are um, at the end of our Easter series, and we're talking about the resurrection. And I have been just anticipating this so much. Um, I mean, I think we all do in the Easter story. We're so looking forward to um, the resurrection, and today we get to talk about it and what it means for us as women who worship Jesus, our risen Savior. Yeah. So today I've got Wendy Lyon and Lindsay Horton, and um, before we dive in, I would just love to know what is a small thing that's brought you joy recently? I'll start. This is Lindsay. Um, recent, I had a birthday recently, about a month ago, and my kids were just so excited about my birthday. They were more excited about my birthday than I was. Oh. From the moment they woke up to the moment they went to bed, everything was about my birthday. They even anticipated my birthday, but it was like that day they wanted to do everything to make me feel special and mm. made me cards. And they were just so excited for me. And that just, you know, just seeing my kids' excitement and how excited they are for me and how much they love me and how sweet they were just brought me so much joy. Mm. You know, like I would, I would rather have that than have fancy dinners or expensive gifts, mm-hmm. just to have little cards for my kids yeah. and have them want to sing me happy birthday 10 times is just so mm-hmm. special. That's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm, what's that? That is so cute. Mm, I love that. Yeah. What about you, Wendy? Um, mine is a gift I got for Christmas and it's a cookbook. Well, it's a salad book called Mandy's Gourmet Salads. I love it so much. Mm. I am such a sucker for pictures of recipes and beautiful things and mm-hmm. a lot of colorful salads. And this book is beautiful. It's pink. So you could use it as a coffee table book. Nice. Ooh. Really pretty. And inside it has a picture of every salad and it has two pages of homemade dressings. It may not get anybody listening excited, <laughs> but for me, I was thrilled. I really don't like store-bought dressings. I like homemade dressings, and I like to oh. dabble with all different things in salads. But they had bowls. They had salads. Okay, um, well, I'm excited because I know you, and I'm like, so are you going to be making some of these salads? Yeah. And bringing them, yes. contributing yeah. them for the yeah. greater good? Uh-huh. Come over, and I'll, I'll, yes. I'll feed you. Sounds yeah. good to me. So, Everybody who's listening, just show up at Wendy's house. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a She's book, gonna make I, you a salad. I <laughs> I pick it up and I just read it. Some I people bake other people it. cookies. Wendy's going to make us yeah. salad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've only made three so far since Christmas, but it's okay. It's one of my favorite things to pick up and just look through. Yeah. And it's this salad is, season is coming. I was going to yeah, say, exactly. It's salad season. So three is impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is, oh, that makes me excited about 
Well, how excited can you be about eating salad? I mean, I'm I don't know. It's lunchtime. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. I love it. Right now. Salads have come a long way. They used to be kind of the Olive Garden, you know, just yes. some, now there's, yeah. throw some quinoa in there. Throw right. all mm. kinds of pistachios in there and all <gasps> kinds of cheeses, goat cheese. And yeah, we yeah, don't dates. need any more of that iceberg. No. No. Ranch. No. no. no, no, no. We're here to live an abundant life. That's and right. That iceberg lettuce has no <laughs> right. place in this abundant right. life. That's right. Oh my goodness. That's great. Okay, I could talk about salad all day, apparently, but um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about the resurrection yeah. and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's even more exciting than salad, everyone. Yeah, true. Um, okay, so let's start broad. What about the Easter story? When you think about the resurrection, um, what about the Easter story inspires you or moves you? One of the things that just really inspires me and makes me so grateful when I think of the Easter story and Jesus' resurrection afterwards was just how patient he was with his disciples. Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, he spent three years with them day in and day out, explaining things to them, telling them about what was coming. And then it happened and they were totally clueless and afraid and didn't know what was going on. And Jesus was just so patient with them. You know, he appeared to them multiple times. He met with them. He ate meals with them. He re-explained things to them just so patiently. And I love that because I need Jesus to be patient with me. Mm -hmm. I can be so clueless Mm -hmm. and not understanding God's will, not understanding what he's done or what he's going to do or what his plan is. And he just very patiently, you know, meets me where I am and walks with me just like he did with his disciples. And so that's one of the things about the Easter story that I think is very encouraging. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's a true, like Jesus knowing his disciples and knowing us and still like choosing, like you said, like being so intentional to choose to be with us and to be patient because I can be, I can require a lot of patience (laughs) as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It can be a little dense sometimes. Yeah. That's a great reassurance, too. I love that, Lindsay. And mine has to do with um, knowing us personally as well. I love the resurrection story. I also love this contrast of when he died, there was this huge, miraculous... um, uh, It's miraculous and so amazing because there's an earthquake, there's darkness, there's thunder, the veil in the temple that's three inches thick was torn, um, just his power over nature. And then when he is resurrected and he comes out of the tomb, it's this personal, intimate, sweet, kind, loving, private story in conversation with Mary Magdalene. Mm. And so uh, Mary pursues him early in the morning, is the first one there. She tells uh, Peter and John, and they run to the tomb, run in there, see the clothes, and then they run back home. But Mary stays there, and she's weeping and just wants to be so close to Jesus. And uh, she thinks she sees this um, sees Jesus thinks he's a gardener and says, "Where have you taken him?" Mm-hmm. And then all he says is Mary, and it's just so personal. He calls out her name, and that's what she recognizes of his voice and turns around and calls him teacher. And I just love that so much. And it goes along with what Lindsay said: is that um, he's so patient with us, and he's so kind, and he's so personal after this um, really. Uh, frightening moment that for the disciples that could have been oh, yeah. just right just on that that night of his death and so i love that we have a god that's um personal we can mm-hmm. talk to anytime yeah 
And he could like, even thinking, like he could have said like, Mary, it's me. It's Jesus. Yeah. Right. But Hello. he didn't like, <laughs> I've been telling you all the time, like I told the disciples right. that I'm How do you not get recognize and, me? I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, he doesn't do that. He, he doesn't. Yeah. And he knew uh, like, how much sweeter was it for her to like, to recognize that she knew him? Like, yeah, that was the thing that drew her attention. Wasn't like a reprimand or like a, yeah, him telling like, this is what you need to know. Like it was her that, name. I know. That's and there's so... something about saying, just knowing that I forget that. Jesus saying, Wendy or mm. Lindsay or right. Camille. It's just, um, I don't know. This mm-hmm. is heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. If I'm somebody who's just now learning about the resurrection, if this is something that's new to me, what, what do you think some important things might be for me to know? Or why should the resurrection of Jesus be important to me now? I think one of the most important things to know about the resurrection um, is that it really happened. You know, mm-hmm. the gospels were written in a short enough time span where all these things that it said happened, all these miraculous things, the biggest of which was the resurrection of Christ, you know, people would have disputed that if mm-hmm. it hadn't happened mm-hmm. because of how quickly the gospels were written after all these events took place. Um, but it really happened, yeah. you know, and without the resurrection, our faith doesn't mean a lot. You know, if Jesus just died on the cross and that was mm-hmm. that and he died, mm-hmm. where does that leave us? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that we can count on the resurrection, it happened. And because of that, we have new life mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's just a beautiful picture. Yeah. And then we have a God that's living. Jesus is living today. There's no other religion in the world where... Um, their savior whom they call is is living anymore mm-hmm. or alive. It's right. an idol or a prophet that died. And Jesus is a living savior and his word is God breathed and it says it's living and active and stronger than any two-edged sword. And we can count on that. Mm. We right. can count on that. Yeah. So he wasn't just a man of good teachings. Uh-uh. Right. That yeah. he lives with us today and gives new life to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Oh, that is so encouraging. Um, and I think it's so important for us. If we say that we worship Jesus, who is a risen Savior, like, I think it's important for us to know why that is mm-hmm. important. Like, mm-hmm. why was it so important that he appeared to people? Mm-hmm. And why was it so important that he said that he was going to go before us both in death and resurrection? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's good for us to ponder and consider if it was important to him, it should definitely be important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and to the world. He, yes. and he came to save us and so that we could live with him eternally. And it was really the only way. That's mm-hmm. the importance of the resurrection is that we don't we don't have to die and just stay in the ground. Yes. Um, yeah. Like Lindsay said, it's the foundation of our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you think about... Um, that fact, the resurrection happened, it's real. Um, when you think about the result of that, when we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit, all those things having to do with the resurrection, how does that help you to prioritize your day or give you endurance or to walk in obedience? How does it matter to you on a day-to-day basis? Uh, it's. I would say for me, it's easy for me to lose sight of the significance of 
the resurrection. And so, mm-hmm. and the power of the Holy Spirit, I feel like it's a discipline to just thank Him daily and remember those things. I just go about my day, day mm-hmm. in and day out, shooting up prayers and, and not realizing the great work He's done for me. And also, I've been a believer my whole life. So I accepted Christ and learned about the resurrection when I was young. And I don't have that time in my life where I know how different it is to not know Christ and go through life. So I can't imagine not knowing Him. So I I ponder sometimes, how could this situation been different had I not known Christ? Mm -hmm. I just can't even imagine not knowing Christ throughout my life. So those are some things that um, help me prioritize my day is to just remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think about how <clears throat> scary it must have been for the disciples because Jesus <laughs> said he was going to go away again. But he said, hey, I'm going to send my helper, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. I'm sending mm-hmm. the helper to be with you and to guide you. Um, and now we all have that spirit inside us. And I just love that we don't have to go through our life alone. God puts his spirit in us. And I have to just continually remind myself of all those scriptures that talk about abiding in the spirit and keeping in step with um, abiding in the Lord, keeping in step with the Spirit, walking by the Spirit, all of those verses. Um, I try to keep them on the forefront because I need to be reminded I'm, I'm not walking through my days alone. Mm-hmm. I'm walking with the Holy Spirit. Um, I can't compartmentalize religion or Jesus or whatever and say, okay, well, this is what I do on Sundays. No, like I have the power of the risen Savior with me every single day of the week, no matter what I do. Um, And I just think continually reminding myself of that helps me to prioritize my life and make decisions and do whatever I need to do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. That's a good, I like that picture too. The verses that you chose about like abiding, keeping in step and walking, like those are all very active, like exactly. Those are verbs. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the word. They're verbs. Those are verbs. Yes. Yeah. It's an active life walking with Christ mm-hmm. and living with the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. I think it's an active choice too. Like I just, like Wendy was saying, you are not alone in the forgetfulness of like, I need to be re- reminding myself, like I could very easily walk throughout my day and actively pursue ambivalence or mm-hmm. apathy about the gospel mm-hmm. and the good news that it has brought not only to me, but that it should be bringing to the people in my life. And so... Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you chose verbs because <laughs> I need verbs to remind me that I should be actively pursuing mm-hmm. that. When um, Can you tell me about a time in your life when you have seen the Holy Spirit enable you to do something that you would naturally choose to do? Well, I have a story about <laughs> an incident that happened that... Um, this was several years ago, and there was a situation where I said something that was misconstrued by someone, and they ended up approaching me and screaming at me, belittling me, Ooh. insulting me, humiliating Ooh. me publicly in front of a lot of people. And it was just, I, I didn't even know what to do. I was so blown away. I had never experienced anything like that before. Um, but after the fact, I really really felt convicted by the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that I needed to reach out to that person and apologize and try to make 
make things right. It wasn't a person that I knew. It wasn't like we were engaging in a relationship, but it was like God's spirit was telling me, you need to be a peacemaker. And I hated that. I rebelled Mm -hmm. against that because I'm like, this person did wrong to me. Why should I apologize to this person? But God kept through his Holy Spirit, just kept reminding me of those verses that say, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And that verse doesn't say only if they haven't wronged you or only if it feels good, Mm. but like this is a command of God that the Holy Spirit just really impressed upon me um, as much as I hated to do it. And honestly, in my own strength, I would not have been able to send this person a letter saying, I'm so sorry that what I said caused you to be, to feel hurt. Um, I could not have done that, but it was the Holy Spirit who both convicted me that I needed to do that and then empowered me Mm. to write this letter to this person trying to make peace with him. Um, and I, that was a hard thing, you know, it was not, it's not like some kind of warm fuzzy. It was something that I, that really I hated doing, Mm -hmm. but I knew that God's spirit gave me the strength and the power to carry through with that mm-hmm. and try to make peace with this person. That is that is a tough story. I I hope that if I am ever in that circumstance, I will respond with obedience <laughs> because I that would have been so difficult. It was, but you know, after the fact, I felt so much better and I was so glad that I had obeyed. I think if I had not obeyed, it would have continued to nag me and really bother me. Mm. But after, because I did that, I it was I was able to be at peace because I knew that that I had obeyed mm-hmm. something that God wanted me to do. Yeah, this I'm reminded of this now. Did you ever get a response from him? Um, not directly from that person. I I was mm-hmm. there was kind of a, a mediator who mm-hmm. delivered the the letter, and he told me that it was well received. Yeah, um, but I'm there. There wasn't any like direct follow-up from that person. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you still felt like peace about it and that you felt relieved, like I think I want I want the promise of like reconciliation and a bow at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. If I if yes. I'm gonna step out in of faith, course. like I want to see the pretty picture at the end. Yeah. But we're not always that's not the purpose of our obedience. And, and maybe I'm, sometimes we will see the pretty picture yeah. at the very end. You know, like yeah. maybe yes. sometime when we go see, be with Jesus, you know, like mm-hmm. we'll see some of the fruits of what, of what our obedience has resulted in that we're not able to see right now. Mm-hmm. But I think even your obedience did result in the fruit. It gave you peace because when we walk in mm-hmm. obedience, God gives you his peace because you're in line with, right. with his word. Yeah. You did, you chose to do something that was hard and was right. And the fruit was peace now. Mm-hmm. And growth and mm-hmm. yes closer relationship yeah. with the Lord. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of fruit that comes from that, even that there might be other fruit that we can't see. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have an illustration too um, it, of the Holy Spirit convicting me. Um, when David and I, the, David's my husband, planned our uh, 20th anniversary, we decided to go on a cruise. We hadn't been away in so long. And I had ba- I have back issues and they flare up off and on and I was just praying I'd be okay for this cruise and I was doing great all year and a week before we left my back just went out and I was flattened and it's that nerve mm. that runs down your back and your leg and I oh, that's I usually have to lay down and go to the doctor for a while and I get back 
back to normal. But I thought, oh, Lord, of all times, why? Why? We're going on this cruise. I had a hard time standing, sitting in the lines. Um, I basically hobbled around on the cruise ship and watched my husband do all the fun things as the flow <gasps> rider. So now oh, I was I was it wasn't all miserable. I could sit in the hot tub or I could go to the ocean and float because then I'm weightless and it, it helped it helped yeah. a little bit. But um before I left I'd put a prayer request in the church prairie when you submit prayer requests and someone had sent me a card and um, who had been through some similar situations and said, um, I'll be praying for you. And I didn't even open, back up, I didn't open this card. I just threw it in my backpack and took it with me. And several times during this cruise, I'd have to go to the cabin by myself and just lay on the bed off my back to take pressure off my back. Mm. And I thought, this is just not fun. Yeah, uh, and such I had, a bummer. Had, yeah. It was such a bummer. So I pulled out this card on the first day, and this person had written about their back issues and put a verse at the bottom and said, this is the verse I would focus on and how God worked in me through this pain, and I want to send it to you. So I want to share it with you. It's um, Isaiah 40, 29, and 31. He gives po- power to the faint, to him who has no might, he increases strength. But those that wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. And he sent, he put in several verses, and I just focused on those verses during that time. And it was such a sweet time I didn't anticipate or expect mm. with the Lord that I was just quiet with Him. And I would have never guessed that I needed that, but I did. And so... Um, we went. I eventually went to the ship's acupuncturist. Never had acupuncture. Wow. It was a Whoa. million dollars, but I was desperate. David was Whoa. like, "We're just doing it. We just got to oh, do no. it. You got to have fun." And it actually helped a little bit, but I still had to go to the cabin and and rest. But what I remember most about that ship experience, um, you'd think I'd come back and say, "Oh, we did this and we did this." I don't remember all the things, but I remember that time in the cabin mm-hmm. and how sweet it was and what the Lord did in my heart. And so that was the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit that I had in my heart that I could have chosen naturally to just lay there and complain about, "I can't do this and I can't do this and why me and poor me." And and I didn't. And that was just the Holy Spirit prompting me with God's word that can give me what I can't drum up myself. He can give mm. me peace and hope and joy and and comfort. And it's helped me with other people because I, because I remember that. I've been able to um, recognize the importance of sending a card or a text with a verse and relaying my experience, sharing that experience with other people. Mm. I don't know if it's helped them, but it's it helped me. And yeah. it's hard to encourage people with what you haven't experienced. And so it's yeah, it's been helpful. Well, and Wendy, your story makes me think of Romans eight twenty eight, you know, where it says that God uses all all things, not yeah. just the good stuff in our lives, right. but everything mm-hmm. works together for good yes. to those who love God and who are called according to His purposes. And God used the situation in your life that really, from all perspectives, seemed like a really bad situation that you mm-hmm. were hurt on a cruise. And he turned that into something so sweet and such mm-hmm. a precious time that you had with him mm-hmm. that even now, that's what you remember yeah, is yeah. that sweet time that you had with the Lord. And I love how he just took a bad situation and... You're right. Made and, it for his and, good. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think you were saying you don't know if it's helped anybody when you send like a card or a note. 
But even just the fact, if you back up like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so when you were talking about um, like wanting to remember like what the Lord has done, like you remembering what the Lord has done Mm -hmm. has like prompted me to remember like, oh yeah, I went on a trip and I got hurt and like... I have a vivid memory now of like, I never in a million years would I have remembered that the Lord was like with me, my like silly sunburn, like <laughs> everybody gets sunburn. It wasn't a big deal, but like he was with me when I got sunburned on a trip and I forgot about it until you brought it up. <laughs> so you are encouraging people with your story. Thanks. Even when you don't. Absolutely. It shows me how feeble we are too. It just have <laughs> such <laughs> expectations of trips like they're just gonna take us away from all the oh and, yes. right. yeah and it's gonna be perfect uh-huh mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah yes. yeah and god has different plans yeah. and they're better plans mm-hmm. and i'm just grateful that i have them in my heart and in my life to um show me that yeah can't imagine walking without them mm-hmm. i think i mean if you look at this the story of easter i mean you talk about plans being different like god's like the original plan did not go the way that it should have, like because of sin. Like this plan of Jesus coming to ransom his people and rescue them, like that is a different plan. And it did not look pretty. Like mm-hmm. him coming to dwell in the midst of sin and like brush up and serve with the people that were marred by sin. Like, that's not a great vacation type of picture. <laughs> no, that's not uh, uh-uh. that's not the plan that I would have come up with, right? But yeah. I mean, how much more beautiful is the result of that plan mm-hmm. um, than what I could have ever imagined? Yep. And thank goodness He did it because I needed it. We all did. Yeah. So um, Wendy's yeah. story reminds me of another a trip story mm-hmm. um, where we. We're able, my husband and I were able to see the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Or it was a trip that we wanted to be perfect, that I wanted to be perfect, that went <laughs> totally wrong, and that God turned into something great mm-hmm. through His Spirit. Um, so when my husband was turning 40, I won't tell y'all how many years ago that was, <laughs> I planned this big trip to Machu Picchu for his birthday. We had wanted to go hike Machu Picchu, so we trained for months, <gasps> and I had everything all planned out. I had booked everything. And we had childcare for our, um, we only had one at the time for, for our Audrey, our oldest. And um, we get to Peru and I got incredibly sick because um, I have Crohn's disease mm-hmm. and I had not had a flare up for, from my Crohn's disease in really in years. I had been doing exceptionally well, very wow. healthy. And we get there and I was in horrible, horrible shape. Mm. Um and so we were thinking, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? We're not going to be able to go on this trip. And so we just started praying, you know, because that's what we do. We're believers mm-hmm. and we start praying, God, what should we do? How do we handle this? And we really felt God's spirit telling us that we needed to go home. Mm-hmm. And I did not like that answer. No. I wanted healing so that we could do this trip that I, you know, planned for so, so long. Um and we really, we were like, okay, well, I guess we should go home. But then maybe if I felt a little bit better, we'd say, well, no, maybe, maybe we can make this work. You know, and we kept trying to figure out how could we make this work? Can we, you know, hire more porters to help carry stuff? Or can we do this or that? And, but as we just kept praying, like God kept making it very clear, you need to go home. You mm. need to go home. You need to go home. And so we booked emergency flights to Houston oh, wow. so that I could get, get in to see my doctor and get back home. 
And I was so, so upset because I thought I have ruined JB's 40th birthday. We did all this where I planned all this for him so that he could have a great birthday. And then I ruined it by being sick, you know, very sick and having to leave. And thankfully he was very gracious and said, it's not a big deal. We need to get you healthy. We'll try it another time. But long story short, we came back home and... I miraculously got better without any kind of medical intervention. This has never happened before, never happened again. Like I just, we got on that plane to come home and I felt better. Wow. So another part of this story is that we had a ton of trouble getting pregnant with my oldest. Years and years of infertility. um, Had to go through a ton of medical stuff and we're told that we would probably not have any other kids. We were very fortunate to have our one. And that was kind of that. Yeah. Um, two, like two or three days after we got home, we conceived my middle child, who <sighs> is such a gift from God, because if we had been hiking on the side of a mountain and sleeping in tents and our little mummy sleeping bags, mm-hmm. yeah. it wouldn't have happened. Right. And it was like God was trying to give us a gift, mm-hmm. this gift of our child. But we had to listen to the Holy Spirit and obey what His Spirit was telling us to do mm-hmm. in order to receive this beautiful gift that He had for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think about that so often about how God, I, at the time, I didn't understand it, but His Spirit was very clearly telling us, you need to go home. Mm-hmm. And it's because He had a better plan. Yeah. That is a better plan. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I feel like He needs to... Beat me over the head sometimes with the, my ways are higher than your ways and my plans are better than your plans. Right. Because I tend to think my plan's really good. (laughs) I I made a great plan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you messing with it? Right. But his plan's better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that you had prepared, like in your mind, you had prepared for so long. Like, Uh I can't imagine what training to hike Machu Picchu is made up of, but I would imagine it's a lot of work and a lot of like draining yeah. work, but like the fact that like that was not lost, like the Lord <sighs> used whatever time it was and totally redeemed it in a way that was very unexpected and he didn't have to. Right. Like he, like he didn't have to, he, but he he's so good. I he he's so good so to good. us. I yeah. love that. Um, I think, I mean, I like to think that we all would love to strive to have that kind of a life where we just say yes. Like when the Lord is asking us to do something and we say yes, or we step up or when he's telling us to say no, like to just stop at the drop Mm -hmm. of a dime. But, Mm -hmm. um, I know it takes spiritual, spiritual disciplines. Um, (laughs) um, so what do you think as far as cultivating that kind of a life, a life that's lived in obedience to the Holy spirit or a life that is marked by newness of the resurrection how do you think we can cultivate that? Um, I I just happened to be reading in Exodus about Egypt and how Moses brought the Israelites out of um, Egypt and they celebrated the Passover and the Lord uh, passed over um, the Israelites and brought them out in the, into the wilderness and delivered them from living in in Egypt and as a slave and, and resembling that slave slavery to sin. And from then on, they were to celebrate Passover from then on to remember what God had done over and over and over throughout the years. And I just, uh, was really impacted by that thought of 
cultivate, how am I going to cultivate this? And to be honest, I don't, I don't really have an answer to that, except Mm -hmm. that I need to be more purposeful in cultivating a celebration. I know we have Easter and we have those, those times at church that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but, um, just to be more purposeful in thinking about it and thanking Him for it. And also recognizing people who don't know Christ. The resurrection has given me a greater compassion for those who haven't experienced having the Holy Spirit inside of them or knowing Christ or being freed from sin. Mm-hmm. So um, celebrating it, thinking about it, sharing sharing with others, um, and just being more bold bold in that way. So, um, yeah, I don't have a great answer. I would love to, I would, I would love to have, uh, say I had all these great practices I do every day, but I don't. I don't think you're alone in that. That's why I asked the question. I was fishing for tips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and it is just so easy to get bogged down in our messy lives and they, they are very messy and Mm -hmm. I think it can be discouraging when we're not, when we keep messing up or we see all this stuff around us that's, that's going wrong and, and we get discouraged and I get discouraged with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I am always reminded of the scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17, that says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. You know, Christ resurrected from the dead and now he has made us brand new. And so I wallow too much in the dirt. <laughs> Mm. When God is holding out his hands and trying to pick me up out of the dirt and wash me off and say, hey, remember who you are? You're mine now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he went through all this. You know, I, I went through the cross, rose from the dead. I've put my spirit in you. You're mine now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need verses like that continually mm-hmm. go, going over and over in my head, which also just reminds me of the other, another scripture that says, I've hidden God's word in my heart that mm. I might not sin against him. And I think that is so pivotal for believers that we have got to hide God's word in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, as one of the spiritual disciplines, one of the practices that we have to do um, regularly is to know what God's word says, because his Holy Spirit, I think one of the things that he does so much is just recall scripture to our minds. Mm-hmm. God has given us so much truth in his book. We need to know what's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we've got it back in there somewhere, the Holy Spirit just kind of like pulls it to the forefront of our mind and reminds us of the scriptures of what's truth. Mm-hmm. But if we don't have, if we haven't hidden God's word in our hearts, then we don't have those scriptures to pull up to the forefront and be right. like, oh yeah, I am a new creation in Christ or oh yeah, God works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things that, yeah. that we have to cultivate, but then that the Holy Spirit uses mm-hmm. for good. Yeah, we say in women's ministry off and on uh, about talking, you can be more lax about the Holy Spirit of, oh, He'll just remind me of these, of God's yeah. Word mm-hmm. magically. We He has to have something to work with. We have yeah. to, it's a proactive right. putting putting His Word in your heart like you said, Lindsay, so the Holy Spirit can bring it to mind and guide and direct us and convict us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Both There have been like two or three times just in this conversation when both of you have like said scripture. And I'm not kidding you. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is like the, I have hidden your word. Like, like <laughs> yeah. kids seeing in the children's yes. ministry. Yes. Yes. But I mean, what 
a helpful tool. And you were talking about the verse from Isaiah. That's a that's an Ellie Holcomb song. Like she sings that one. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's in my head as well. Not because yeah. I was so diligent in my own strength yeah. to like memorize it. Yeah. But I think for me, I often forget like, it seems a daunting task to hide God's word in my heart because it's so big. Mm-hmm. There's right. so much of it. And right. which one do I choose? And if you're listening and you're thinking, well, I would love to hide God's word in my heart. That seems really undoable. It's it's not start small mm-hmm. and maybe use some children's songs because they're yeah, absolutely yeah. The seeds we do the seeds family worship a lot in my car with my kids, which has a lot of scripture. We also have these super old ones that are by Steve Green called "Hide Them in Your Heart." That's what we use and, with our kids. Yeah, yeah, and they're great. And then for adults, even Shane and Shane has some mm-hmm. really awesome worship music that's almost line for line scripture. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. And so that really does help you remember it when it's set to music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's the way I've learned most of my scripture is yeah. through music. And mm-hmm. so I love I love it when an artist puts scripture to music. I don't know why that is, but it is hard to sit still and just memorize. But when it's right. put to a tune, it's easy, easier mm-hmm. to recall. Yep. I have yeah. a few in there from camp that are like to like the Adams Family theme song. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's maybe not not the best course of action when you're trying to memorize God's work, but it works. It's in there. It's catchy. It is. One of one of the most convicting ones for me is and it happens to be by Ellie Holcomb too. The Psalm 1914, let the words of my mouth mm-hmm. and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that comes to mind a lot because (laughs) as a wordy woman who, you know, I can lose sight of my tongue and it, the Holy Spirit brings it to mind. I think, okay, I got to go in another direction or just be quiet. Mm. Yes. I actually had that one on my wall for a long time. I always have, I have butcher paper that I pull down and I write scripture on it and then I can just cut it off and pull it down and write a new scripture on it. But that one about let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing that was up on my wall for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Some are longer than others, I just aren't they? need to see that every day. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. That's We have a giant, I had it made giant. It's like, I mean, it's bigger than like a normal size window, like a print of Lamentations 3, because it, it was so meaningful to me at the time, and like it really brought me through a dark place, and I've referenced that a lot. But mm-hmm. um, looking back at it now, I'm like, I probably could have chosen something a little bit more peppy or like something <laughs> yeah. like when you walk into our home, you don't see like, wow, you are yeah. stuck in a miry pit there. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, if we're hiding God's word in our heart and it's at the, the Holy Spirit brings it to the forefront of our mind, like that's a great ministry, honestly, like to be able to have words at the ready that don't come from me, like mm-hmm. to be able to give to somebody else to build that community when you're trying to like cultivate compassion, that's a great tool. Yeah, I always think about too, because we, you know, we all go to church and we're involved in things and uh, in women's ministry or in small groups, we're memorizing scripture, staying in the word. And I always think if a non believer walked in our houses or someone who's never read the Bible, mm-hmm. what would they think if they yes. see? these scriptures all over. I know Hobby Lobby sells signs with verses. And Mm -hmm. for someone who would just think, why do you have all that? What does this mean to you? And I guess my answer would just be that 
this is God's word and it's in, in his Bible and I can't, this is where I go to get through hard things in life or to keep, um, to give me peace when I'm going through hard times in my life or just to stay focused on his word because it gives me life. And so I think for a non-believer that would be, or a new believer, that would be a really, um, good conversation tool mm-hmm. for someone who doesn't know the Lord and they can say either that's not for me, I don't get it, or tell me more mm-hmm. about that instead of that's yeah. just so awkward to have these words from the Bible hanging on your wall, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I need them. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think this was going to turn into a conversation about scripture, but I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, the fact that, I mean, Jesus is the word, like he is mm-hmm. the right. word right. and this is the I'm looking at Wendy's Bible. I know you can't see me, but I'm pointing at Wendy's Bible thinking that's what he gave us. Mm-hmm. Like he gives us his Holy Spirit. Like Lindsay said, like that was a gift to us and he gave us the word. And those are the ways that we hear the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if we're not hearing him, then we can't know him mm-hmm. better and we can't respond to him the way that and we can't walk in step with him without those mm-hmm. things. But um, thank goodness, thank the Lord that he gave us mm-hmm. his word to be able to do that. Yep. Yeah. And Jesus quoted scripture all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we see that in the, in the gospels where, you know, when he was tempted mm-hmm. in the wilderness, what's he doing? He's quoting scripture Yes, or, you know, multiple times it, where it talks about how he's like explaining the scriptures to his disciples, you know, mm-hmm. that the scripture was important to Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was important to him. It should be important it's to important us. to us. <laughs> yeah. I met with a gal uh, recently who said, "There's, uh, I'm so interested to know about God's word. And I see people at my work who go to Christ Chapel, and there's just a different piece about them mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that you have, that my coworkers have, and I want that, but I just can't, I can't believe it. I can't grasp it, but I want that. And... I think that's a huge testimony, the way we live our life and having those scriptures on the wall that mm-hmm. we're aligned with with the Lord and our obedience. And he gives us that fruit of peace that Lindsay mm-hmm. was talking about, and it's evident to the world. It's very evident, and hopefully they will long for it and want that as well. Yeah, I agree. You can't know until you know, right? right. until you put your faith well, in him. Yeah, and I mean, going back to the resurrection, because of the resurrection, we have hope Mm -hmm. no matter what is going on in Mm -hmm. our lives, no matter what's going on in the world around us and how crazy and chaotic and messed up things seem, we have hope because Mm -hmm. of Christ and because of what he's done for us. And when we're feeling discouraged or when we're feeling um, lost or whatever it is, we can go back to God's word Mm -hmm. and he fills us, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with his hope and peace and joy and those fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. We've been... um, I've been reading through Matthew with our kiddos trying to get ready for Easter season. There have been lots of things that have come up that I was like, I really didn't think I was going to be having this conversation about Jesus said, go get me a donkey and there's going to be a colt tied up with it. And so they did. And then he wrote it and that's it. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, My kids are like, why a donkey? And I'm like, I honestly, I don't know. But Jesus said it's because it was prophesied. So Prophecy is important, and he Mm -hmm. fulfilled it, and he fulfilled all these other ones. But thinking about the fact that they ask a lot of questions about, like, when Jesus comes back, Mm -hmm. and that's where I really, I try to sit real heavy there, because I just love this idea that Jesus didn't just 
rise from the grave. Like he didn't come back to life just to win our salvation. Like he's coming back as a risen savior to redeem this world, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like all the broken things are going to be made new. Every tear is going to be dried. Like all of the mess that we have to continue to live in and we continue to unfortunately build into He's going to undo that. And that's because he rose from the grave. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of when he ascended mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, he's gone, he ascended and they're all just kind of staring into the sky. And the, yeah. the angel, was it the angel who came and said, Hey, why are you staring off yeah. into heaven? Mm-hmm. He's going to come back yes. in the same way that you saw him go. Mm-hmm. But right now let's stop staring into heaven. <laughs> And be about his business <laughs> on earth mm-hmm. until yeah. he comes back, That's you know, right, yeah. like he is coming back same way you saw him go. But right now we have work to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Um, I'll ask this question and I'll answer a couple questions while you're thinking about it. But one thing, is there anything that has surprised you as you've thought about or learned about the resurrection? And then just as we kind of wrap up our time together, if there are any last thoughts or encouragements that you have for people who might be listening, um, I'll give you a chance to to share that. Um, I was thinking um, last night as I was preparing for this about how it's like it's funny to prepare for Easter and the way that we kind of prepared for Christmas um, because I think it's easy to compartmentalize, like you were saying, Lindsay. Like we celebrate Easter at this time of year, but really Easter is something that we celebrate as believers all year long. Um, mm-hmm. When we were newly married. Um, our first Christmas together, I had to work um, out of town. Like I got called out of work oh, on the man. day before Christmas Eve. It was a big ordeal. And we ended up like, I was like, well, I can go and we'll just celebrate Christmas when I get back. And my husband was like, no, I'll go with you. So we made a fun trip out of it. Um, <laughs> and in the meantime, we were in a town we didn't know. Um, and it was Christmas Eve. And I was like, well, we can't not go to Christmas Eve service. Like, we had, this is our first Merry Christmas Eve. We got to go. Yeah. So we found a church and we went to it. And it was like we had walked in on Easter morning, like bright colors everywhere. Like it was not like anything I had ever experienced before in my life. And I was so grateful because it was such a reminder of the fact that like nothing is what we expected it to be, but also um, how incredible that like in a town where we knew nobody, we had no community around us. We could have been just people walking in, and we were walking in from who knows where. Um, we were met with such a celebration of we get to worship a Savior who was born, who died and rose again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, it's kind of odd to see an Easter celebration on Christmas Eve, but I'm <laughs> grateful that it happened upon that one. They had to whip out all their springtime they yeah. did. clothes, <laughs> yeah. wear all those bright colors. Yeah. It was in South Texas, so, you know, oh, December okay. well, they in South were, Texas. They were that year round. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, so has anything surprised you about the resurrection or anything you'd like to share as we end our time together? I think just, you know, we've been talking about the resurrection and then and then us being filled by the Holy Spirit after that. And one of the verses that I just love that I think is so meaningful, 2 Timothy 1.7, where it says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I love that because sometimes we can be filled with fear. You know, we're afraid to step out and be bold in our faith or we're, 
afraid to do whatever it is. But God has put His Spirit within us, and His Spirit is a spirit of power. Mm. You know, it's a spirit of love, spirit of a sound mind or self-discipline. There's different um, versions that say that differently, but it's not a spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. And no matter what goes on in my life or around me, I can remember, I do not have a spirit of fear inside me. I have Mm -hmm. God's spirit, which gives me power, Mm -hmm. helps me to love people around me and make good choices. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the resurrection gives us so much because of the resurrection. We could make a huge list that could be a podcast in itself. It gives us hope. Um, it get, but the biggest thing I thought of too was community. It was because I put in a prayer request that someone in this community, this church body sent me a card. God uses people in your community to um, in your own life and um, uses me in other people's lives. And I'm so grateful for that. He gives us purpose mm. uh, to do His work, and that work brings joy mm-hmm. and it brings goodness. And I just feel so privileged to be a part part of His community mm-hmm. and Absolutely. be used. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you... It's such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the verses that one of my kids, like it was the first one he memorized and he says it all like, if I ask like, what's your memory verse of the week? He says that one first instead of what is memory verse. <laughs> what the actual but, memory verse Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's what Jesus says after he's risen and he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like that's what comes to my kid's mind because he put it there. Mm-hmm. But how important it is that we weren't meant to just experience the resurrection individually. Yes, mm-hmm. it is incredibly important. And yes, mm-hmm. I want I want you to experience it and I need to experience that. But also like we were not meant to experience that alone. Mm-hmm. And we are called to go and make disciples of all nations mm-hmm. and how important that community is mm-hmm. because we need it and the world needs it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. world needs yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, thank you guys so much for coming and having a conversation with me today about Easter and the resurrection and the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm going to pray and close our time, and I'm just so grateful for you. Lord, um, what an incredible gift it is to worship you. Um, We are honored that you have called us by name. We love you. We respond to your um, redemption of us um, with humility and joy, um, knowing that it is by your power alone that we get to respond that way in faith. Um, I ask for all of us today that you would um, be near to us, that you would call us by name, and that we would be filled with um, a grateful obedience to do what you've called us to do. Um, Help our words to be sweet. Um, Let your word be the first thing that comes to our mind in moments when we need it. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are alive and that you live in us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged and Equipped.